You're listening to the Creekside Church Sunday morning message. Stay tuned for a message from Pastor Jesse. Super Friends. Hey, has anybody, anybody watched that show before? Oh, man, way more than first service. I had not heard of it before last week, I'll be honest. But it seems like it goes perfectly with what we're going to be talking about this morning. Super Friends. I like the way that, that like, that's all like the old cartoons. There's the, oh, I don't know why, but it's just, it's nostalgic and fun. So Super Friends, to serve all mankind. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad that you're all here. Uh, we are in this uh, series called I Love My Church. <clears throat> And I'm, I'm privileged uh, and honored to be able to share with you uh, this morning. Uh, I've, I've personally felt uh, challenged and encouraged as we've been going through this, and so I hope to do the same thing for you, to bring a little bit of encouragement, also a challenge for you in the best way possible. So again, thank you for being here. But I have a question that I want to start off this morning with, and that is this. What do superheroes and Christmas presents have to do with a church? I'm not going to answer it right now. It's something we'll come back to, but I want you to maybe start thinking about that. What do superheroes and Christmas presents have to do with the church? What do they have in common? We'll answer it today, but the implications of the answer to this question for our church family might be bigger and more important than you can imagine. So uh, when you were growing up, did you have a favorite superhero? I, I actually want to hear, what were some of your favorite superheroes? Batman? Yeah, Batman's awesome. Superman? Yeah, he's got like all the powers. Who, who else? Spider-Man? Wait, what was, what was yours? Pastor George. Yeah, he's my hero. <laughs> uh, sorry? The Wonder Twins? Okay. Fantastic Four. Yeah, some Marvel. They're a great team. Anybody else? Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Planet. I don't know, maybe? <laughs> Sort of. Yeah, Mr. Incredible. There we go. The Incredibles. Oh, I love it. Jack-Jack. How many powers does Jack-Jack have? I don't, I don't even know. Like a, a lot. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I want to do this too because this, this is just for fun because uh, I, I, I love that I get to talk about superheroes. So uh, real quick, just to see where everybody is, raise of hand if you're kind of more on the Marvel comic side of things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other option would be DC, D D Detective Comics, right? So that would be, you know, like the Justice League. Uh, uh, what about, does anybody read uh, Dark Horse Comics? Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. There was one person last service too, but all right. <laughs> Just curious. That was more for me than anything else. But growing up, I always loved Spider-Man. Spider-Man is definitely my hero, uh, even though I hate spiders. You think that, that might weigh in on my decision, but it didn't. It helps that he doesn't look anything like a spider. He looks more like a luchador or something, honestly. But a normal, he's a normal guy who got his powers from a spider bite, and from it he gets uh, you know, spidey sense, wall crawling, super strength, agility, amongst a couple of other things. But the, what I really loved about him was that also he was a, he was a teenager, right? He wasn't this uh, adult superhero. He was a, a teenager, and he wasn't a sidekick, right? He had superpowers in his own city that he was saving, and he was doing it, uh, you know, semi on his own. There were times that he was a part of other things, but those are details that are unimportant for this morning. So if you've kept up with movies, there have been three actors for the Spider-Man role, and so I want to do this as well. I want you to cheer for your Spider-Man. So the original trilogy was Tobey Maguire, so if you're a Tobey Maguire fan, yeah, okay. Then there was the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, there's a few, okay, all right. And then more recently, it's been Tom Holland. Anybody? 
Oh, wow. Okay. This is the Tom Holland. Okay, Tom Holland crowd. I, I love them all for different reasons. They all have their unique takes on the role. Tobey Maguire was definitely the one that inspired me and made me super excited because they were coming out at when I was very little. Uh, but you can say all of this is kid stuff, right? We talk about when I was little, I had a favorite superhero. When I was little, I read comics. You can say all of this is kid stuff, but I think millions and really billions of dollars in profits from superhero movies over the last few years would beg to differ. You know, four of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time have been superhero movies. There's something about superheroes that we are just fascinated with, all right? And so Merriam-Webster defines superhero as, as this, a fictional hero having extraordinary or super, superhuman powers, an exceptionally skillful or successful person. And I don't, I don't mean to criticize Merriam-Webster, I don't write dictionaries, but I don't completely agree with the definition that I found when, when looking for this. Uh, it, it seems a little bit incomplete. You know, when I think of a superhero, when I talk about superheroes, when, when we're watching movies or having these discussions, there's a little bit more than just hero with powers, uh, skillful, successful person. Right? So superheroes are more than just extraordinary, super-powered, uh, exceptionally skilled people. Right? That's not even half of what makes them who they are. Superheroes are superheroes because they utilize their abilities within a specific context to help in a specific way. There's those three elements that are present. They utilize their abilities within a specific context to help in a specific way. And we see this with most superheroes, actually. They use what they have for good right where they are, usually in a city that they live. For example, uh, tell me, who's the superhero for Metropolis? Superman, that's right. And then, and then for Gotham, that one's Batman. What about New York? Spider-Man, I think most, I think the, like the, the Avengers and the Fantastic, I think they all live in New York. I don't know why. I usually tend to think of Spider-Man. Uh, what about Metro City? That would be from Megamind. I was just curious if anybody would recognize it. He starts as a villain, ends as a hero. It's a great story for another time. But we see this with these superheroes. They use what they have where they are to help. So I don't care what superpower uh, someone may claim to have, whether it is flying or fighting uh, webbing, running, strength, wh whatever it is, if they aren't using that power in a specific context to help in a specific way, then they're just some person sitting on the couch, right? Having superpowers is one thing, but it takes action to make a hero. It takes action to make a hero. If you're a follower of Jesus, did you know that God has given you superpowers so that you can be a superhero? Truth is, most of us will never be famous Right? But fame is not part of the equation in what makes a superhero. Yeah, we, we see that in the stories. You know, they, heroes are known, but when what we're talking about, fame isn't necessarily part of the equation. A superhero is someone who utilizes his or her abilities in a specific context to help in a specific way. In fact, I think part of loving your church is being the hero God has made you to be. And the hero that God has made you to be has superpowers, is part of a superpower team and has a community in need. Those three elements. So you have superpowers, church, and they are spiritual gifts. Your superpowers are spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 starts off by letting us know that Paul, the author of the letter, is going to talk about spiritual gifts, and in elaborating on them, he says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. 
a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. The part I want to zoom in on is that, that last part of, the, of verse 6. It says, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. The same God who does the work in each of us. Meaning that God empowers gifts in his followers. God gives each and every one of his followers at least one and sometimes more than one spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a Holy Spirit-empowered ability that is given to serve others. It is a spiritual superpower, if you will, given for you to use in a specific context to help in a specific way. Though not exhaustive, some of these possible gifts could be uh, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, service, teaching, administration, uh, discernment, faith, helps, knowledge, wisdom. That's, 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 like I said, it's not an exhaustive list. If you were a part of Growth Track before or last week, uh, we go through spiritual gifts assessment, and there's, I think, 23, 24 that we list out there from things that we see in the Bible. So not an, an, an extensive list, but there are two really important things to remember about spiritual gifts. And the first one is this. God is the one who picked yours. God is the one who picked your spiritual gifts. And in, in this passage, uh, in Romans 12, 6, uh, God is, it, it tells us that God is the one who empowers us. And Apostle Paul says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So it's important to realize that we didn't apply or request, campaign, or petition, or do a Kickstarter for these gifts. Right? God, in his infinite wisdom, his love, his care, and his power, knew exactly which gifts you needed and which gifts were best suited for you. So don't waste time being jealous of somebody else's gift, right? When you should be spending time on developing your own. You already have them if you're a follower of Christ. Just think, God blessed you and entrusted you with the specific ability to make a difference in your community and in the world. That's an incredible thing. The gifts that God gives, they weren't meant to make you famous, I get that some people's gifts, they lead them to the stage and it's easy to look at what they have and let comparison steal your joy, but that person's spiritual gifts were chosen for them for the same reason that yours were chosen for you. Your gifts were given for you to serve others, to love others, and to bring glory to God. They aren't intended for personal glory. Some happen to get more attention than others, I get that, but they are not meant to glorify the person with a gift. And here's the next thing. It is a spirit-empowered gift. Spirit-empowered gift. So when you hear that list of possible gifts, you know, discernment, teaching, wisdom, helps, all, all those, you might be a little bit stumped thinking, for example, how, how does this operate in people, you know, these gifts? Like, for example, I've, I've had some really good teachers in my life, and some of them didn't know God, didn't even like them, maybe. So if teaching is a spiritual gift, how can they be a good teacher if they weren't given the gift of teaching? And that's a great question. The thing to realize is that there are a lot of really good teachers out there, some amazing and incredible teachers, but there's a difference between great teaching and teaching empowered by the Spirit. You know, one is exhibiting their natural ability, which is also given by God, and the other is exhibiting an ability infused by the power of the Spirit of God to speak in such a way that surpasses the mere passing on of, inf of information and inspiration. 
You know, one, a person who is teaching with the spiritual gift of teaching does so while being led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, powered by, supported by the Spirit, sustained by the Spirit. It's an incredible difference. The gifts that we have aren't just some things that we might be a little bit good at. We're talking about the God of the universe, His Holy Spirit becoming a part of what we do. So as we live and as we exercise and as we serve, the gifts that we have, the things we have a knack for, God empowers them to be so much more than just a simple you know, a skill or ability that you have. Think of it like this. When Mike Tyson, even in retirement, throws a punch, it is going to hurt. <laughs> even in his retirement, much less you know, thrown during his prime. That's his natural talent. He was, he was a, he's a great, you know, a athlete. But when Superman throws a punch, okay, that's a little bit different. It's going to hurt way more. There's more than natural ability going on there. There's something supernatural happening. There's a little more than eats, meets the eye with our friend Clark Kent. I'm not saying that Mike Tyson isn't impressive. I've just never seen Mike Tyson punch someone into orbit, right? <laughs> Big difference. There have been many great leaders throughout history, Right? but someone leading with the spiritual gift of leadership is exhibiting something supernatural that goes beyond just follow me. There have been many wise philosophers throughout the ages, but we know how the Bible defines wisdom, and somebody who has the spiritual gift of wisdom is going to speak and act something, in some way that is beyond just fancy words and great ideas. You have been given an amazing ability to be used by God. That is incredibly exciting, or at least it should be, and I hope that as I'm sharing this, we can start to catch that a little bit. This isn't just, uh, here's another task or something you should know. This is truth about you if Jesus has become the, the one that you follow. But I understand that it can be slightly confusing because it's not like we come with a manual that says, welcome to earth, here are your spiritual gifts. And so, a great question to ask is, what are my spiritual gifts? It's a great question. What are my spiritual gifts? So let me give some direction. Here are three ways that you can discover your gifting. The first one is this, experiment in serving. Experiment in serving. So get involved in the church somewhere and just try things out. If you, if you kind of have a, uh, you know, maybe a, a tendency to lean you know, towards a certain kind of service or you like serving with a certain kind of you know, children's ministry group, try it out. Why not? And if you're not sure where to go, then uh, I, I, can't, I can't stress enough, go to Growth Track. Growth Track is an awesome opportunity for people who are looking to go a little bit deeper, looking to find out more about who they are and how they fit into this, uh, this you know, picture that is the church. And it's so exciting being in a room full of people who are all asking me these questions. Yeah, what, it, what is my purpose? What am I called for? What are the gifts that I have? How can I use that to strengthen the church? How can I use it to serve the people who are in need? Growth track, I don't care if you've been here for years or you just started coming. When it comes back around, check out growth track because it is amazing. And you may be surprised by what you discover about yourself and your church. And at the least, they feed you lunch and that's a really cool thing too. But I hope you come for more than that, and I hope you learn so much. Another way to experiment in serving is to try out a ministry for a month or two. Pick one, commit to it, and stick to it. 
And then ask yourself as you're going, how's it, how is it going? As you go, how's it going? Maybe ask the leader how they think it's going. If you're both excited about what you've been able to do, then maybe you've found a place to use your gifts. You know, if, 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 one, you know, if, if you're waking up excited and ready to go, then maybe this is your place. If one or both of you feel like it's just not your area, don't be discouraged, right? Move on to something else. If your gift doesn't fit in a specific place, you know, also don't take that personally. Remember that the leader of the ministry's goal is to raise up a ministry that serves well and to find places for people to serve in it, but it is also to help if this isn't the place. You know, so if someone comes and they want to join my team and it's just not a good fit, I'm not just going to say, like, well, I guess you have nowhere here. Goodbye. No, I say, well, you know what? Creekside Kids needs a lot of help too, or, or the Kids Club on Wednesday nights, they could use some help. You know, I know some people who would love to teach you how to run, run the soundboard or how to, you know, start playing on the worship team. There's so many things, so many different areas that could be for you. So like many before me, I dedicated hours to learning the, the guitar for one reason, girls. <laughs> that's not a joke, that's actually just a fact about me. <laughs> So it didn't quite pan out the way that I planned, um, but, but one day my, my youth pastor, I re- just recently started going to this, to this church and to this youth group, and my youth pastor had heard that I knew how to play a little bit of guitar, so approached and just asked, do you, do you wanna play guitar? And I tried to be really honest, like I really don't know a lot about playing, but he said, that's fine. If you can play some chords, then we've got a spot for you. And so I started showing up and I'd go to practice, and then he put me on the team on a Wednesday night, and I, I played on that team <clears throat> almost every single Wednesday for uh, five or six years, you know, and, and you know, as, as I progressed and as I, as I kept growing, I had the opportunity to lead, to lead in worship, and so I became the leader of that team, and I did that for, you know, probably four years, and what once started with this, you know, like, I, I, have, a, I have an ear for hearing, and I can, you know, I can play the guitar, ended up becoming this incredible way that God brought me into his family. You know, I, I joined this team, I didn't know any of them, but I made these friendships that have lasted to this day because of saying yes to stepping into something and serving, trying it out even though I wasn't confident. See, the, the big thing to ask yourself is where do you see results? Because I know for me, I realized I'm making a difference more than just showing up. You know, I, I, me participating is helping engage people in worship. They're connecting to the Holy Spirit, to the Lord. That's incredible. I want to be a part of that. So ask yourself, where do you see results Specifically, where do you see results of impacting people for Jesus? If you're gifted in a specific way, then it's going to bring people to Jesus. Help uh, in their relationship with Jesus. Show people Jesus. So having given the suggestion, experiment in serving, I don't think it can be separated from the next two. And so the next one is to ask others. Ask specific people whom you've spent time with, whom you trust and whom you know love you, Ask them the ways they see God using you in the church. Specific questions you could ask them are, you know, when you hear different spiritual gifts, which one or which ones come to mind when you think of me? You know, if, if, if you know me and you've seen the way that I operate, what, what's, what, what do you think? What's your opinion? Uh, or what, what am I doing when you see Jesus in me or coming out of me? How is it that I make this community better? You know, when you look at me in my life, where have you seen the most passion? How do you think I can use that? 
Remember, this isn't to give us a big head, right? This is to help us discover how God has gifted us. No one will know better than the people you are in community with and serving with. Because the goal is to help each other, to raise each other up, to be the incredible leaders that God has called us to be. So here's the next thing. Check your energy level. As you try different serving opportunities, keep in check. Ask yourself how you're feeling. As Pastor George likes to say, is it sucking the life out of you or is it filling your tank? Real, real easy, you know, and you can, you can usually tell what's going on. So if you're tired and you're dreading going to the serving opportunity or you're not feeling a lot of passion, then whatever you're doing probably isn't something you're gifted in. Or maybe it's the right kind of gift and it's just the wrong context, you know? Like maybe preschool isn't your thing, it's actually the nursery and it's just, you gotta find your spot, try things out. But if you're ready to go, you're looking forward to the opportunity, you're feeling passion and there is more than likely, that is more than likely something that complements your gifting and will truly be fulfilling and joy giving in your life. So whatever your gifts are, they were supernaturally given to you by God. They are something you are empowered by the Spirit to do, not for your own gain, but for the benefit of others. You have a superpower in the church, but you're not alone. You have a superpower team, which is the church. We are the superpowered team. The thing I love about the movie, The, the Avengers, is, is that it wasn't about one person. Right? The Avengers were a team, an, an ensemble, a group. They couldn't meet the specific needs of Earth alone. They needed one another. And this is God's plan for you and me as well. So listen to the words of the Apostle Paul here in Romans 12. It's because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a specific function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. This this passage complements what we read in 1 Corinthians 12, that you and I need one another. Here's the thing that might be hard to grasp, but we have to allow the scriptures to guide us. Your gift was not given to you for you. It was not given to you for you. The Bible teaches that spiritual gifts were given to us, but for others. What does 1 Corinthians 12, 7 say? But that your gifts and my gifts were given for the common good. Your gifts were given to you to help others, to serve others, to benefit others. They weren't given for you and, and your enjoyment, a, a side note though, is that when we're operating in our gifts, we, find, we found our place to serve, there is joy found in it. There is fulfillment. It makes you want to find more opportunity to do it. But it's not the point. It's just something that God does because he's that awesome. But an apple tree does not grow apples so that it can eat apples. Neither are our gifts meant just for us. The gifts I have are for you, and the gifts you have are for me. 
And in that passage we just read in verses 4 and 5, it, it clarifies that we purposefully and specifically by design don't all function the same way with our gifting. We have different giftings because we need one another. And then in, 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 in verse 5, it even takes it so far as to say that we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other, meaning each member belongs to all the others. So your gifts aren't yours, they're mine, and my gifts aren't really mine, they're yours. Because God made the DNA of this church to be supernaturally infused with all of these gifts. When we all serve, all of our needs are met. Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility, right? That's what got Spider-Man started on his journey. But this should be a lesson in both humility and responsibility for us. It's humility because the gift is not about us. But responsibility because God knew someone else would need our help. Would need to experience God working through our gifts to minister to them. You know, Thor couldn't save the world on his own. He needed the rest of, it, of the Avengers. It was the same for the rest of them. I don't know how Hawkeye was going to save the world with his bow and arrow, but I'm happy he was there, you know? The truth of the matter is that God doesn't need any of us. But he chooses to use us and invite us to be used by him. Some people look at that and they, they think that's sad. I think it's awesome to not be needed but wanted. There's something beautiful with the fact that he didn't have to do it this way, but he decided, I want you to be a partner with me in this. And he does this by bringing us together by mobilizing us together, teaming us up together, and using us together. Sure, there's strength in numbers, just like you can have natural talent, but numbers brought together by the hand of God and empowered by God, that's more than natural strength. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the type of power that can change this church for God, change a neighborhood for God, change a nation, change the world for God, you have been given superpowers, and you are a part of a superpower team. But remember, to just have power isn't what makes a hero. Right? There has to be action. This superpower team has a community and a city in need. Creekside Church needs you. This neighborhood needs you. This city and the surrounding communities, they need you. Not because they need you, but because they need God. And God, in his wisdom and plan, has decided that he would empower us with the ability to serve one another and the world around us. We have a children's ministry that needs people to love them and to model Jesus to them. We have a teen ministry that works pretty similarly. We need people to model Jesus, to befriend them, to mentor them. We have young adults and couples and singles and seniors that need the gifts that God gave you to be in action, in motion. Martinez has families and leaders and teens, seniors that need the gifts that God gave you to be in action, in motion. It doesn't start and stop right here. Can you imagine with me a little bit right now? Can, can you imagine what Creekside Church would look like if everyone was flowing in their gifting? If they discovered it, they understood it, they found a lane, and they served in it. Can you imagine what our communities would be like, what the city would look like, if we all were serving in ways that utilized the gifts that God has given us? Think about that. And we're gonna take it back to our initial question, which was what do superheroes and Christmas presents have to do with the church? 
is what I opened with. So we talked a lot about superheroes, which is just really fun for me, but not a whole lot about Christmas. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here. So raise of hands is if Christmas is your favorite holiday. Okay? Now raise your hands if you're wrong, because Christmas is the best holiday. <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay? <laughs> I love spending the day with my family, with my friends, and I really do love the gift giving and receiving. I love seeing the creativity, right, and the thoughtfulness that goes into getting specific gifts for others. Uh, if, if, you don't, if you didn't know, I'm one of eight kids, uh, and I also have two awesome stepsisters, and then three of us are now married. Quick math, that's 13 people, and so Secret Santa has saved us hundreds, if not thousands of dollars <laughs> at this point. But I've been blown away by the, you know, the thoughtfulness and the generosity of some of my siblings. And for others, it's really the thought that counts, you know? But who doesn't like opening Christmas presents? Uh, uh, the Grinch doesn't like opening Christmas presents, right? right? Everyone else does, just not the Grinch. And so if you're not too excited about opening Christmas presents, well, maybe we'll get like a Grinch support group. Maybe that's a new small group we can start. Until we get that started, though. Go with me. I, I imagine, remember and imagine back to childhood when, when that is something that you did love. I picture being, I don't know, six years old and coming down to the tree and, and there's your present. And, you know, maybe this wasn't your experience. I, I, I get that. But imagine what it would be like to, to come down and to see that big present waiting for you, just waiting to be opened, just waiting to be discovered, to be enjoyed, to be used, to be played with, to be shown off, all the things that we should do with our gifts, especially as kids. And, and then picture looking at it, shrugging your shoulders and saying, meh, walking back upstairs, going back to sleep, never opening it, never caring what was inside. There would be something super wrong with that, wouldn't there be? Because when you're given a gift, you open the gift. You don't leave it sitting there. I, I know for myself that if, if, I, if I gave a gift to someone that I cared about and I took time and effort and, and, and money to choose and, and to, to, to present it right and to, to bring it to the person, you know, the, the perfect gift. Like we did it. It's the perfect gift. And the day comes for it to be given. And I deliver the gift. I've got joy on my face and in my heart and I'm ready to give it. And the, the, the recipient, I give it to them and they kind of just, they shrug. They set it down and they, they move on. Never opening the gift, never seeming to care. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I'd be crushed. You know, not because not it's about me, but just because there's, I, I do find joy in, in, in giving a gift and seeing somebody receive it. So, here's my question. What do superheroes and Christmas presents have to do with the church? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus who is not utilizing the spiritual gifts that God has given you for the betterment of the church and community, then you are like a Christmas present that's ignored and unopened. You're like a superhero who sits on the couch and never uses their powers. You're walking up to the gift that God has given you, shrugging your shoulders, saying, meh, and walking away. And that is not how it's supposed to be. I'd like to have the, the worship team join me on stage. But the creator God of the universe has decided and is his infinite wisdom to give you a gift that is just right for you. How can you walk away from it? How can you walk away from the perfect gift for you? And I've heard people say, oh, my gifts aren't that good. Right? My gifts don't really matter. I don't have anything to contribute. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of public speaking and kids make me nervous. 
But let me tell you right now, the only worthless gift is the one that is never used. Its value is in it being used from the simplest to the greatest. If it has a purpose, you're meant to use it. And here's my final question for you. Why did God give you to our church? Most of the time we ask, what can we get out of church? I I, I get that, but I think that's the wrong question. Why did God give this community the gift of you? Was it because of your your teaching, your leadership, your, your encouragement, your discernment? Whatever it is that makes you the superpowered you, why did God give us the gift of you? I'm not trying to be dramatic just to grab your attention. I I want you to ask yourself that question. Why did God give you to this church? Because with all the care and attention to detail that God has, why did he look at our church and decide, I have just the thing, and that thing was you? I mean, Jesus talked about how the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, so ask my Father for more workers. And that's what we do We pray for you. We pray for leaders. We pray for servants. We pray for people who have a passion to come and make a difference, to discover what their gifts are so that they can then use them to help other people. We prayed and we asked God, and he brought you here. The way you are meant to make a difference, the way you're meant to love, is by using your God-given gifts to serve. And this is a safe place to try it out. This is a safe place for you to be equipped, for you to ask questions, for you to fail and to try again. Don't be an unopened gift. Discover the gifting that God has empowered you with. Discover the ways you can passionately utilize those gifts. Be the gift that you are. Serve this church and this community the way God made you to with the gifts that he has given you. Be a hero for Jesus. And I, I can't speak for you, but I know for myself that that's all I want is to be a hero for Jesus. And you know, we have so many opportunities, because this is how much we believe in it, but we have so many opportunities coming up for you to check out our, our different ministries. Next Sunday, we have our ministry fair after both services that you can just walk through and check it out and talk to people who are passionately serving in these different areas. Ask them questions about why they do what they do, how they're making a difference. You know, have, have no shame in wanting to try something out because it sounds like fun or because you, you felt a pull in a certain direction. But don't pass up on these opportunities because church, if we believe what the Bible says and the Bible says we have gifts and gifts are meant to be used by God, for God, for his people. This isn't meant just for some people, the few who can play instruments or talk on stage, the people who are willing to sit in the nursery. This is for every single one of us who is called to be a part of this community. Speak to some people, ask some questions. What if you find the perfect place to serve and you discover gifts that you didn't even know you had? What's gonna happen when you realize how much joy and fulfillment there truly is in finding out what you were created to do, how you were created to serve? You know, what if you truly believe that God has called you to be some kind of superhero? Consider what God may have planned for you. Explore the options that you have and then walk in obedience to what the Lord is calling you to. It's not meant to be optional. 
So I hope you feel encouraged because you're all incredible. You're all wonderfully, uniquely made. You all have gifts, but now I hope you feel challenged. Find your place. Serve. Join us in making a difference here in this church and outside of this church in Martinez and the surrounding areas. Now, would you join me on, on your feet as, uh, as we pray for you and then we're going to continue to worship and ask the Lord to speak. So dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time here that we are all gathered once again. And Lord, I pray that you would reveal to us the things that you have put in us, Lord, the things that we, have, uh, we haven't noticed yet, Lord, or we haven't given it time, we haven't given it attention. Lord, I pray that you would bring them to the top so that we would recognize this, maybe this is something that God is calling me to. Maybe this isn't just a hobby. Maybe this is something that's meant to be used for others. Maybe this isn't just a thought that I have every once in a while, but it's actually something I should act on. Maybe I don't just have strong feelings for this sort of you know, area or group or people. Maybe I'm meant to step in and make a difference, to do something. Lord, would you help us to identify those things? Would you lead us to the right kind of people? Would you help us to ask the right kinds of questions? And then, Lord, would you show us how wonderful it is to be used by you to truly make a difference in this world, Father, from the smallest things to the greatest things, Father. I pray that we would be faithful and obedient to walk in the way that you have laid out before us, Lord. We thank you for the gifts that you have given us, Lord. What a blessing it is to serve you, to know you, and to love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Amen. Hey, church, let's keep worshiping.